Hello, humans, and welcome to Exposing Isolation. My name is Rebecca Elizabeth Weber, and today is January 19th, 2021. Uh, So I just wanted to update on some of the things that I'm working on today. And then also note for the record that I've essentially fallen from my manic um, phase and am fairly squarely in a depressive phase now. So um, it it dramatically impacts um, not only my emotions, but like my mindset. And so when I'm in a manic phase, I'm more interested and creative and uh, whimsical and I'm a dreamer and I'm thinking about all of these things and it starts getting, um, it can often and quickly get grandiose and unrealistic and somewhat delusional. Whereas I'm in, when I'm in a depressive episode, there's not really a lot of fun. I'm not as like interested in things or activities or hobbies or um, distractions so much, um, which can be difficult because I do still need to relax sometimes and I need to um, move my attention away from the things that I'll fixate on because when I'm in a depressive episode, I definitely get very fixated. Um, So this morning, um, like I checked all of my accounts, I've uh, made sure all my auto pays um, are updated, um, checked my master to-do list, checked some of Thomas's accounts, um, you know, updated lists, updated all sorts of different things, went through my email, cleaned out all my, even my um, unsent drafts. So that's pretty quintessential. These phases for me is that I just, I don't have any tolerance for anything being out of line. It's a very control issue kind of mindset for sure. Um, I try and temper it as much as I can, but I also lean in sometimes and get a lot done. Um, Like I already listed off, mostly I worked on computer things, uh, accounts and stuff, um, but also went through my desk and cleaned up all of my notes and papers and things that were um, around my desk. So that's very much this phase. And Oh, the other thing I did was finished um, the work that I needed to do in producing Thomas's podcast. So um, yesterday we recorded and launched uh, episode one, season two of Tending Trauma. And this season, the focus has shifted from uh, mental health to um, systems change or uh, mostly research into uh, systemic oppression and institutionalized um, oppression, racism, um, different systems-based issues that um, cause and facilitate trauma in communities and as well as in individuals. Um, So that all of that got um, summed up, wrapped up, and published episode one today and everything on all the websites and uh, social media for Thomas and his accounts is all up, are all updated as well. So um, that's that's very much what I'm like right now um, because the feelings of this phase, like this depressive phase, um, is near constant low levels of dread, essentially. Um, it makes it easier for me to do things that would normally make me anxious. Um, Maybe that doesn't make any sense, but it's just what I'm working with that like normally it can take days and days and days for me to check emails from doctors and stuff like that because 
I have part of my anxiety is, you know, once I know, I, I'll know. And um, if it's bad news or if I have, if they misunderstood me or um, if I have to do something or if it costs a lot of money or whatever it is, you know, I, I definitely procrastinate finding those things out, which definitely slows down my progress. Um, but this morning I was able to do all of it. Um, and I guess that there's, there's some benefit to this phase in that way, because um, like Thomas said, when, if, and when I have another manic episode and I start being like more creative and outgoing and wanting to do things again, um, I can be rest assured that my foundation is solid and strong. Um, and that's what I'm continuing to work on all the time. I think one of the biggest things that happens, uh, one of the clearest shifts from the manic to the depressive is when I'm in the manic, all ideas, all creativity um, seem possible and whimsical and I can work towards them and it's fun. And whether I'm going to write a cookbook or start a clothing line or any of those things, um, which all has a taste of grandiose and then thus delusion in it, um, most of that fades away when I get into my depressive. And all I want to do is get a new car, which we need to do because I just want to tackle that. I don't want to be worried about it anymore. Um, we need a new source of income, whether that's Thomas getting a new job. Um, well, he has to get a new job anyway, because there's no way that he's going to stay where he is for another couple of years because the company isn't doing well. So he needs a new job. We don't know if the new job will be enough income. So we also need to look at other sources of income. Um, and we also need to move. Um, and if you've listened to this show before, you know that, um, I talked a lot about moving and I've talked a lot about trying to move and I've put lots and lots of effort into doing everything from putting like a co-living house together, um, to trying to buy a house last fall with the money that we did have. And it just wasn't enough money. Um, and we're not necessarily being pressured to move out of my grandparents' house, but, um, they're getting older and, um, they are talking about selling this house and moving to something smaller and um, no timeline essentially on that, but this is something that I have to solve eventually. Um, and you might be asking yourself, why do you have to solve it? And my answer to that is um, Thomas's CPTSD uh, still presents as when he has to make difficult decisions um, personal difficult decisions, uh, whether that's to do with money or medical or anything like that. Um, he's prone to um, dissociating. So he's, he's not he's not always particularly available um, to help with big decision making um, or in person like negotiating and things like that, which I know he he honestly feels a lot of shame about that. And I we talk about it a lot. Like, I don't want him to feel that way. I just want us to keep working towards um, alleviating that particular aspect of his disabilities. Um, because I know that logically, uh, he would love to be the one negotiating things like when we buy a car. But when we actually get into those moments, um, he kind of shuts down. Same way when we go to doctor's appointments and um, when we need to talk about things like his student loans. So that's been um, fairly consistent. We've known each other now um, almost eight years, and though that uh, circumstance um, has been fairly consistent throughout the entire uh, eight years, and I've handled um, pretty much every major executive decision for us the whole time. Um, 
now he is fully employed and he does a great job at his work and there's just a difference with his trauma between being able to use his skill set on himself and and us um, and being able to use his abilities to help others when he's working with people that he doesn't personally know he's an excellent clinician um, and social emotional coach but when it's us he gets triggered and uh, tends to dissociate so um, if you didn't already know that that's essentially why um, I need to be the one to be able to handle these things um, I too get triggered by all of this, but I get anxious. I don't dissociate. I'm able to stay conscious and competent during the um, decision-making process. Um, that is unless my body physically shuts down, which is always a risk and it, it can happen. Um, so neither of us are particularly well-equipped to making these big, difficult decisions. And of course, like three of the major adult um changes of developments needs to happen for us this year and in many ways we've kind of been putting off or not really putting off I don't want to say that I've actively been trying to get us new housing and um, making these kinds of decisions for a long time and if you follow it along um, with my journey at all you know that I've tried dozens of different business plans to um, be able to make this work the truth is we're both disabled um, and Taking care of us is really complicated uh, and difficult. Everything from the special diet to insurances to supplements, sourcing, avoiding chemicals, uh, fragrance chemicals, all of that. It's it's very complicated. It's it's not a it's not a basic life. It's it, we don't have a basic life. We don't have a lot of the um, wiggle room. Um, we can't really cut corners in a lot of ways, and that can be really tough and really heavy. And so I'm just trying to focus on getting the things done that really need to get done. Um, and what I've been able to manage today is to work on the foundation, accounts, insurances, um, things like that. Thomas is fully set up to begin um, coordinating guests for season two and he does all of the interviewing and editing and publishing himself so I'm basically like out of that project unless he has um, specific questions and so now um, there's not a whole lot I can do to try and make that project go any faster more efficiently or eventually lead to new opportunities um, for Thomas which is one of the goals of this show beyond it being a, a platform to actually start making progress on systemic uh, change that needs to happen to create a world uh, without um, institutionalized trauma. Um, also, he's hoping to find uh, new opportunities um, for life after the job he currently has. And so I'm sitting here um, a bit disoriented because it was a lot of, um, it was, well, it wasn't essentially a lot of work, but it was a lot of like build up towards knowing exactly what um, he was going to do next. And now that that's done and I'm not working on that anymore, um, I think I'm going to keep working on this podcast more often. Um, I intend to start maybe advertising it a little bit more, get on Instagram, tell people that I'm posting. Um, this is episode 103. Um, so I've been doing this for a while. There's a lot of back content, um, but I didn't. Um, and haven't actively um, linked this show in with any other ask, any other call to action other than to just listen to it. Um, and I'm going to see 
going forward, um, if I might be able to create um, some sort of entrepreneurial opportunity for myself here and um, continue to make progress, not only in um, my kind of like existential goals, but mostly like the very real goals of right now. We need a new car. We need a new source of in. We need new sources of income. Um, we have to increase our income, and um, we need to move. We need to find a new place to live. So, it's going to be a big year, and I'm trying to do this smarter um, and more compassionately than I used to. I can't keep pushing through. I can't keep making myself do things that I don't want to do. Neither can Thomas. It just doesn't work. We just. I don't know if it's because. We don't have it in us or we're too lazy or what. I don't really need an explanation. It's just that we just don't have the ability to. We've been trying to make ourselves do plans that should work, but we just can't make work because we're not into it and our trauma is too bad for a really long time now. And so setting my sights on where I want to live, um, that's actually going to make me comfortable, which currently we can't afford it, but at least I know where I'm where my trajectory is going and um, just continuing to work on different opportunities to uh, create a life for myself. Maybe that'll be affiliate marketing. Maybe I'll teach something. I really don't know, but um, I have a lot of therapists right now and I'm going to continue to meet with as many therapists this year as I can until I start making progress around this anxiety that holds me back from being able to live and be competent and um, be have any amount of independence. So that's essentially where I'm at right now. Thank you so much for listening if you did. And um, you know, all in all, it's a pretty good day already today. And I just hope it stays positive. Um, I'd also be really grateful if this depressive episode doesn't get worse and I just kind of stay low, but I don't get dramatically low. So that's where I'm at. And um, thank you so much. And I'll catch you in the next one.